What's happening, guys? Welcome back. It's 10 Minutes of Modern here on Anchor. It's Wednesday. It's the night before Thanksgiving. I'm hanging out in L.A. I'm thinking about magic. I'm, I'm reading articles, pondering all kinds of fun questions about modern, and I thought I would share some with you here today, right now. There's a couple different subjects that I want to talk about. Uh, three different things, in fact, that I would like to talk about. So we'll start with the fact that on 10 Minutes of Magic, the station this used to be before we switched it over to be the official anchor station of the Masters of Modern podcast, I would do a bit on Wednesdays called One Card Wednesdays, where I would talk five for five minutes about a card I particularly liked, just a card that I thought was awesome, and I would, I'd, you know, speak on why I thought it was great and, and ways to use it, and I still do that sometimes, um, but a lot of what I do now is much more, you know, competitive, modern-based. So uh, today we are going to do a One Card Wednesday inspired by some stuff I've been reading, and the One Card Wednesday today is going to be concerning Torrential Gear Hulk, a standard card. Um, now, why are we talking about Torrential Gear Hulk? It's because there's a lot of discussion based on the success of a deck piloted by Ali Antrazi this last weekend that played it as a effective Snapcaster Mitch. So before I get into that fully, I want to remind everybody of a couple things. First of all, if you're hearing this on another medium that is an anchor, please download the app. Uh, if you have downloaded the app but you're not logged in, please log in so that when you listen to this, it does in fact count as a listen through the app uh, because it is what keeps the station going. On December 1st, we're going to start giving away foil modern staples, which there's a whole contest going on. Go check out the Masters of Modern Facebook page if you want to know exactly the details of how it works. But we're giving away a foil Tarmogoyf and Snapcaster, Liliana, Scalding Tarn, a bunch of fun stuff. Uh, it costs nothing. So um, with that being said, let's let's continue in, in talking about Torrential Gear Hulk. So first, I'll talk about Torrential Gear Hulk. Second, I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about the idea of standard cards breaking into modern, which is a topic I've been talking about a lot recently, and I, this is a really interesting place for us to start that conversation. So, Torrential Gear Hulk, for those wondering, is one of the Gear Hulks printed originally, I believe, in Kaladesh. I don't think it was Aether Revolt. This was the cycle of they were the the are the big artifact creature titan type of deals. This guy was blue blue four for a five six flash construct artifact creature. When he enters the battlefield, you may cast target instant card from your graveyard without paying its mana cost. If that card would be put into a graveyard this turn, exile it instead. It's a lot like a snapcaster mage, but it's a six mana snapcaster mage. This card dominated standard. This card won a pro tour, I believe, or at least played in the finals. I think it won that pro tour. Imagine you're flashing back Cryptic Command with Snapcaster Mage. Okay, Torrential Gearhulk flashes back Cryptic Command for 6 mana as well. It also leaves a 5-6 body behind. If you think about it in that context, Torrential Gearhulk becomes a lot more palatable. This was inspired by an article written by Patrick Chapin on SCG Premium, which I recommend to anybody, by the way, if you guys are, you know, you like to read competitive content. It's worth the few bucks a month that it costs. There's just enough good information out there. Now, this deck played a lot of fun stuff. It played Glimmer of Genius. The article that Chapin wrote was about Search for Azkanta, which Alex and I have talked about on the podcast. It's a very good card. I think it, it has a really a, a cool home in modern. But Search for Azkanta is a new angle uh, for control decks, decks that haven't really seen a tremendous amount of success over the years in modern. Whereas Torrential Gearhulk is effectively just a bigger Snapcaster Mage. Now, if you're trying to flashback op with Snapcaster Mage, Torrential Gearhulk's not what you want to be doing. But if you're truly playing a control deck, and you are truly interested in flashing back more expensive spells, namely Kolagon's commands and Cryptic commands, paying 5 or 6 mana is not really all that different than just outright paying 6 mana, which seems really, really good, considering a 5-6 creature is quite good in modern. 5-6 is the body size you need to rumble with a Gurmag Angler. 5-6 is big enough to block and kill a Tassiger. 
5.6 is often big enough to kill a Tarmogoyf. 5.6 is bigger than a hollow one. 5.6 is a real body. So the risk versus reward to play a 5.6 creature in your deck certainly in your favor if you decide you can get away with it. So, why is Torrential Gear Hulk not played, usually? Why have people not played it? I think there's a couple different reasons. Um, decks that play a lot of Snapcaster Mages are few and far between. That's not a super common thing. It's, it's gone in and out of prominence in Modern over the years, but four of Cryptic Command in Modern is definitely uh, something an expert makes the decision to do and then sticks with. It is not just a prerequisite for decks that want to play blue and instant speed spells. Um, it's interesting to see Torrential Gearhawk breaking through here and does kind of beg the question, once again, as we always ask, why has it taken so long for it to break through? I'm going to talk about that in a second here on the second part of this recording, as well as break down a little bit of the Esper Mill deck that popped up over the weekend. Thanks for listening to the station, guys. Let's keep... What's up, guys? It's Wednesday night, the night before Thanksgiving. We're back with part two of the Daily Modern Update. Uh, talking to you guys a second ago about Torrential Gearhulk and it popping up in Modern, why that was an interesting thing to pay attention to, and, uh, you know, sort of the effect of standard cards as they continue to break into Modern and what it means. So, a couple different things. The first one is I asked the question a second ago of why did it take so long for Torrential Gearhulk to break into Modern? Well, there's a couple really obvious factors. Um, the first one is that it costs six. How many six drops can you guys think of that see play in Modern? I can think of Primeval Titan. I can think of Hive Mind. I can think of maybe Sun Titan in some cases. I can think of Eldrazi cards, certainly. World Breaker, Karn Liberated. Uh, specific top end cards that fit into strategies and archetypes because they cost what they cost. That's where you can get away with six and seven mana. But Snapcaster Mage is great because it costs two. Snapcaster Mage on turn two, flashed end of turn to create a clock when you know you can predict it, is something people do, which is why there's an extra added value to Snapcaster Mage. I don't think any of us will disagree that if Snapcaster Mage was a 0-1 for two with the same ability, it would certainly see play, but it would not be one of the best four or five cards in Modern, period. So I think that that's just the, the natural aversion people have to Torrential Gearhulk. Now, the same can be said for the card... Fraying Sanity, which is a curse currently from Hour of Devastation for one blue and two colorless. It's an enchantment that enchant player. At the beginning of that player's end step, put X cards into that player's graveyard, where X is the number of total cards placed into that player's graveyard from play, or, or from anywhere this turn. Which means, if they cracked a fetch land, played a spell, and did something else during, you know, combat, they mill three cards. If you mill them ten, Flims the Unthinkable on your turn, uh, oh no, I'm sorry, it doesn't work like that, it's their turn. It's not their turn. I'm sorry, I just looked even closer. It's any turn. If you mill them for 10 with Glimpse the Unthinkable for 2, they mill an additional 10 at the end of your turn. That's incredible. This is the kind of power level introduced in Standard that people will roll their eyes at because mill is a weird strategy that most people don't want to do, that all of a sudden, as soon as, they pe as people really think about it, it gets totally crazy and outrageous. Not to mention the fact that this mill deck that we saw show up in Esper plays four copies of Archive Trap, two copies of Trapmaker Snare, and three copies of Surgical Extraction. Which, as I said earlier in the week, means if you Archive Trap them on turn zero when they crack a fetch land and have a Surgical in hand, let's pretend they're playing Storm. You can hit Grape Shot for zero mana and two life when you haven't played your first land yet and strip Grape Shot from the Storm deck. This is why this deck is a real option. 
This was the deck that I tried playing in Esper five years ago when Modern started, but this was long before they had printed Breaking. This was many moons before they had printed Frank Sanity. The deck was not nearly as good. It was a much more straightforward mill deck. What's so interesting about this is that while that was a strategy that had existed on the fringes that people had tried playing for many years, all of a sudden Frank Sanity pushes this into the stratosphere. It becomes the fifth and sixth copies of Mesmeric Orb where all of a sudden you can mill crazy amounts of cards. And there's only a couple cards in all of Modern that really make you pay for that kind of mill strategy. Emrakul being one of them, it reshuffles their, their graveyard. Uh, there's really not many. So anyway, guys, I think it's an interesting conversation, beginning with Torrential Gear Hulk, which I do love, and I think that's really cool, and I love that Chapin uh, tried fitting that into all of the different decks that he tried building with. Uh, he, he posted a bunch of test decks, and there was at least two copies of Gear Hulk in every one of those decks, which the guy's a genius when it comes to deck building, guys, so pay attention. Do not be surprised if you start seeing Torrential Gear Hulk show up in Modern with a lot more consistency. But I just loved his commitment to it. He saw it once, and he was like, you know what? This is sweet. This is my kind of thing. He posted a Grixis build, an Esper build. Uh, he posted a Sultai build. So go check that out. Anyway, guys, that's that's my thoughts for the day. Uh, I think it's interesting to talk about playing with Search for Azkanta. I think Torrential Gear Hulk is awesome. And I think that mill, that mill deck's the real deal. I think that mill deck is a real thing. Um, it's pretty aggressive. You can do some pretty wild stuff. If you consider the fact that your opponent's going to draw their hand, start with 53 cards in their library, you have the potential to hit them for 13 on turn 0, another 8 to 10 on turn 2, play a Frank Sanity or an Orb on turn 3, and another Mill Spell on turn 4. By turn 5, your opponent can be 15 or can be at 15 or less cards. And if you've had a really aggressive start, they'll be dead. Outright. That's how that deck works, guys. It's like burn. You're affecting a part of the battlefield that is not relevant until it is. So think about it. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll be back tomorrow. Follow me on Twitter, Ben Baby Media, and favorite the station if you like what you're hearing. Thanks.